0: Good morning, this is Moss Whelan, and just getting out for the pre-dawn walk, early morning walk, and it's not raining today, so just a couple of clouds in the sky, and it's almost frosty. I, uh, I just heard—I think it was a cop car going by—so that sort of set the mood for uh, this <clears throat> rambling adventure. Uh, oh, moon's up! I can see the space station as it falls. What was that? It's sort of in the. South. Yeah, that's south, yeah. Uh, yesterday, while I was walking, somebody somebody was getting in their car to get to work, and they stopped to, to, to look at this shadow walking by, talking. Me. They looked at me. And there was this awkward moment. Uh, I sort of I sort of felt like saying something like, "I'm working. I'm work. You know, <laughs> I'm at work. <laughs> what are you looking at?" <clears throat> and so off we go. Somebody's put out some pylons to uh, reserve their space. I suppose it's a. I suppose it's a matter. But oh, actually, no. They've I think they've been... They've fixed up uh, the curb, I guess. With some... Looks like blacktop. This, uh... Tar. That they... um, Tar and other material that they put on the roads. Ah... I... I'm thinking about editing right now. Because I just finished editing a first chapter, and I sent it off for someone to take a look at and I critiqued their uh, first chapter uh, and it was a it was a it was great to return to this first chapter that I've already done a bunch of work on. I think there must have been at least a month where i wasn't I wasn't tending to it so uh so I approached it and i I began to see things that I hadn't noticed before and yeah so fresh fresh perspective uh basically too everything was there, basically it was tightening it up it was cutting a few comments that didn't make sense or clarifying. I was surprised to find a couple um, uh, double words. That's something that I tend to do in my writing. I'll be, you know, the, the, or something like that. And I think what that is, is that uh, I'll pause on those words. Say, I'm mid-thought. I'm still, I'm still thinking, oh, that there should be a, you know, the word the should be there. But I sort of have a blip, a moment, where, say, uh, I'm thinking about something else, and then I come back, and then, and then write in the word. The great mystery of the, of the double word. So what else can I say? Yeah, so uh, I did that. I uh, critiqued this other writer's first chapter. And it's it's always interesting. It's sort of, say, uh, gauging another writer's where they're at. And... There's all different kind of styles as far as response. Like, you wrote this thing best you could, and then you are presenting it to someone else. And the... What is it? The oppressed side of us wants uh, approval and praise. And that's human. And then there's the other side, which is in a quest to make it better. And... I'm not sure if that's more... uh, mature, the mature side of ourselves. But... uh, I'm speaking, too, from my own experience... of... of wanting constructive uh, criticism. Something that's going to help me to... to build and to... to keep building. Let's see... I'm thinking back uh, recently too. I think, I think I botched a one, one critique moment uh, looking at one writer's um, stuff and I got stuck on genre and sort of asking, well, I, I got confused. I think that, I think. I think now I'm thinking it's valid, but I walked, I walked away confused and I didn't really get, um, I didn't get clarity. And so that's one thing, I'm sort of curious about you know, possibly backstepping and saying, Hey, could you send me, you know, the latest version of what you were doing? It took me a bit to process because that writer uh, not not the one I'm currently uh, you know attempting to <laughs> attempting to connect with, but uh this earlier writer what is it the more I thought about it later the more the more valid it seemed but i also I also required clarification, which is something that I think it's important that, you know, the other writer, uh, they have to go, oh, here's Moss, he's been around the block, and, you know, he's, he's wrestling with this. And, too, we're, we're all at different, we're all at different points, we're all at different, um, you know, some of us are just starting, and some of us are, uh, trying to get out of it. (laughs) Moss, are you trying to get out of it? No, I can't. I, you know, it's 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 a it's a part of. <sighs> that said, you know, wouldn't that that be bizarre if you know I found myself just chucking the whole thing and you know, you, you invest so much and then you know something happens, <sighs> you know, like. I become, I become discovered overnight. I become a, a rock and roll superstar, and uh, <clears throat> I would have to put aside my my career as a as a as a writer, like the career of choice. So, uh, this this writer a while back a couple months ago and i uh, it had to do with the age of the character and coming into the story this is first chapter and it's it's reading like middle grade and so i so i go oh okay but then things get violent or at least at least there's this threat of violence and it got it got disturbing and so I made a note of that and said you know well where are we on the scale and the con- in the conversation that followed it was that uh, uh, a podcast earlier a couple days ago I mentioned about uh, literature and just discussing what it was and that it's more realistic. And I think it's that that's what this guy was going for. There's another term, uh, another genre that is playing against expectations, and I can't remember the name of it, but in there is Fight Club and Books that say are going against the norm, uh, stories that are that you know challenge, and it's it's interesting an interesting genre because uh, this challenging genre, um, Fight Club, I I I found it fantastic and. And then yet, some other, you know, some uh, perhaps that's telling (laughs) of the, uh, you know, I I would argue, though, that there's a radical diversity, and I would point to even things like uh, Star Wars, which involves joining a revolution, basically. Uh, And two, I, I don't think about it, usually, but Luke Skywalker is, you know, he's headed towards... To, to join up and become a, a pilot in the Empire at at the beginning. Uh, but but to return. So so in critiquing. I was reading this and I I made the assumption that it was uh, middle grade because of the age of the of the character, the main character. There's there's so many so many assumptions that say I, I'm bringing into it, and I didn't. And too, through conversation, I found out that that this is not this is this is actually a mature uh, story. This is not for children. And it was interesting too uh, the conversation afterwards because I found myself. Uh, I found myself just sort of talking about what is age appropriate and say uh even in my own writing, I had this when i was when I was uh in development with an agent the uh, the project I had a sense of the um what's it called in a game, you know you have you have rules. You have a sort of a, def- a defined, um, almost like when you're playing on a field, and it's it's the lines are, you know, uh, laid out, so you know, you know when you're in the game, when you're outside the game, and yeah. So when I was writing uh, this tween, I was thinking middle grade. It ended up being, you know, young, young adult, this 13-year-old. But I had very you know, sort of clear, defined boundaries. And I was going back to literature that I read as a kid, but also thinking of, of the market and sort of say, you know, uh, well, what kind of... Literature is not literature. What kind of genre fiction? There we go, is open to uh, that audience: uh, tweens, uh, middle grade, younger, young adult. Whereas this other writer had a much, had a much broader um, definition, and so. I I believe I, I, I'm pretty sure that I said, okay, well then, you know, it's what you're doing is you're aiming it towards uh an adult audience. And and too the conversation was interesting. It's like, well, why is that? Uh for example, say as a as a kid, as a teen, I had access to all kinds of uh novels and stories and and uh And and two, you know, sort of say, um, you know, friends at school, uh, seeing sort of say what they're reading, and there's different, there's different levels, age levels, so, what's an example? Uh, so I, say I would be reading stuff before someone else, and vice versa, you know, they might be reading something, uh... Also to you know in other languages i I'll just stick to I'll stick to uh, the age genre right so in in critiquing, I got back I got back some very constructive uh, criticism from this from this other writer and um, this earlier writer. Uh, but I also felt uh I also wanted uh this this definition, and i finally i guess i guess it's that now I've come to it that it's that it's this definition is uh, <laughs> uh i'm not sure why people keep their dogs like say does it really help I'm just thinking if i guess i guess it's just sort of like giving this impression of we've got security, and uh, it's just odd to be in a city. I'm in a city and there's somebody with a dog uh, who's barking away. Probably at me, because I'm walking and talking. Right. So, this earlier critique I did, uh, I think it's that I finally have processed, and I and I, I agree with this other writer. Uh, I do think though that it, say for the market that it's got to be defined, or I guess in at least in the blurb, say you know ex- explaining what this story is about, but also being uh, clear that it's not a kids book. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting dilemma, and I've seen a couple of other writers on Twitter over the past year talking about uh How to define their book should they have uh warnings and <sighs> yeah <clears throat> there's something there too uh trigger warnings i i have a I have a personal bias uh because i i've uh as somebody with PTSD, and say, I'll hear people talking about trigger warnings, and, and it, it took me a while to sort of translate and go, oh, they're not talking about triggers, they're talking about being upset. Uh, trigger, triggers, triggering, that comes from PTSD, and it's been appropriated, and people use it to sort of, to say that they're upset, or, I'm very upset, you know, i you know, this has this has disturbed me, and so on. One hand, I'm thinking, okay, as a person with PTSD, you know, do I do I mind if that term is used? Uh, this appropriated term does it does it say lower my own situation? Like, say, does it use it in a way that's inappropriate? I don't think so, but just to just continue with it. uh, I, you know, say there are things that are sort of say, you know, I will watch all kinds of shows and I will, I will read things and my, how, how it's being used I'm pretty, it it feels like it's not accurate, you know, that it's being used in a way that it's closer to just, say, upsetting. I think it would be more accurate to do, say, what, what is done with movies, and to say, instead of trigger warnings, to say, you know, this novel contains scenes of, you know, this, that, and the other thing, violence, and so on and so on. To use the term is, as I said, it's appropriation, and uh, does it matter so much? Um, and then yeah, just to stop talking about this, uh, if you're if you're talking about PTSD, fine. But if you're not, so on and so forth. I won't bring up when people talk about using terms like crazy and insane. I I do that too. I guess it's part of the vocabulary, but I don't think it. I don't think it's helping anybody's mental illness. I always feel like I want to jump in and say, you know, oh, you know, maybe maybe you should get some help or medication or you know, I don't know, counseling or something, and the person will respond and say, oh no no, I'm just it's hyperbole. I'm just upset. I'm having a difficult day. Oh, oh okay, right, and two we you know we've been doing this we we, we do that with words uh I suspect that there, that there will be a shift that we will become you know more uh, conscious of, of the language, and that there will be less hyperbole and more clarity um. That said, uh, things like, say, sensitivity reading, that, uh, again, uh, it's, it's a hard call, because, <clears throat> sort of say, if, if I'm told that I have to be sensitive, or say, to write sensitive, uh, I guess it's all about informing. Like being just straight up and saying, you know, there's, you know, is it clean? Which is, there's these sort of great terms emerging in our last potential hundred years and um, a greater awareness. And I think, I think we're moving towards awareness. And more and more that say people will become... Uh, conscious about the language that they're using and and what it means <laughs> i've gotten off topic, but i think I think it is on topic it's still it's it's sort of talking about uh the meaning of things and say you know one person is not seeing it that way, and it's an opportunity to communicate and uh, let them know that there are, uh, that there is, say, a community, and that they prefer uh, things to be couched in a certain way. And, yeah, so I suspect more and more we'll be going that direction. All right. Okay, so uh, back to editing, back to critiquing. I, uh, I will notice that some uh, people, uh, some writers, will get defensive, and that they requ- they want to explain why they did something. And it's interesting from from my perspective because uh, I, I, just sort of say where I am. I don't. I feel like I don't require. Uh, clarification. I know why they did what they did, but uh, their choice does not... I'm giving my sort of, oh, this is my response to your work. And hopefully more so from a very analytical, uh, sort of looking at it almost like a journalistic and pushing away style, pushing aside style and everything. Just getting right down to a question of what, say, the opening scene. What is it uh, attempting to accomplish? And does it, uh, you know, is it, is it moving? Does are we establishing the, the main character, the point of view character? Oh, there's there's so much, uh, there's so much going on from my perspective. And, uh, I, and too, I remember, uh, earlier on in my process where that, uh, I wouldn't say thank you. And it's interesting. Yeah. Because like say early on in the process, uh, it would be, it, I would feel destroyed. I would get upset. It was, it was a very personal thing. And I was, I was, uh unable to detach myself I sort of looked at it as this is me and I actually had uh, a fellow writer at least a year ago and uh, he asked me to look you know at his work and so I was checking it out and I was having great difficulty connecting and I made some suggestions and uh, this other writer got upset, very upset, and said, uh, and it came down to this one moment where this other writer said, you know, this is me, this main character, it's me. Whereas, say, from my perspective, it was, you know, uh, I'm looking at it as a writer. I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it story and reader. I, I want, I want to be engaged in this. Uh, you know what? What is going to assist, help me to connect to this um, to this work? When when I was doing my book, uh, it was so difficult to, um, and I I still don't think that I did uh, I did not achieve perfection and. I, in some ways I wish I could go back, but sort of say learning, learning experience and just keep moving forward and, uh, to be conscious of, of how important it is to connect with the reader and push, push aside a lot of the, the frills and get to the story, um, Set up, set up the main character. Set up, set up, set up. So, uh, an example when I was, you know, this this writer who who said that that the story was them, and it was very personal, and it involved their past, their family, and it, it involved them, it involved their family, what is important to them. And I could say that for mine as well. Uh, a, a, a great difference, though, in response was when dealing with my agent. I did everything, every single thing they they told me. I took seriously. I said thank you. I I went and I did the best I could to um, to find the troubles. Spots that were pointed out and to uh, strengthen and it was a long process it took a couple years, but I swear to you every every single email that happened i was I was dead serious, and uh, I wanted this to happen it didn 't happen the way I wanted it to happen and I, it it ended up a, a kind of chaos as i as i tried to sort of it's like okay um the new york publishers the top 20 they didn't get it so what can i do to to really just make it uh, accessible and uh, that uh that potentially was the wrong idea i think it's sort of like say the road to hell so, I had good intentions, but where I ended up was um, it was a learning experience it was my it was my debut novel it was a learning experience and moving on <laughs> um, just thinking about some other editing editing moments i've i've uh connected with uh, a number of writers, especially when I was uh, taking classes, uh, especially in my screenwriting, I managed to uh, connect with some people and it was yeah the the difference was it was less literature it was it was more genre fiction and so that was that crowd. And actually when i was in when I was studying English lit, I connected with writers, but they were doing literature and i uh I had a devil of a time with structure and it was it was difficult, but that too was a good experience because they were able to communicate communicate express their concerns about what I was writing. And it took me years to shake this, um, what was it, it's, it's one dis- way to describe it is a stream of consciousness. And I could easily have said, oh, that's what I write, you know, uh, it's avant-garde, stream of consciousness, it's Ulysses, it's James Joyce, James Joyce is my man but uh, that's not what i wanted i wanted to communicate i wanted to communicate the story and so yeah so i had to uh, scratch and claw and and i'm still doing that uh, it's a bizarre it's a bizarre process uh, i would think oh i've read books and i know how to you know make a sentence you know, isn't that enough? <sighs> it's all about cutting. You know, uh, mo- just moving things around isn't enough. It's about going through and weighing and judging. Uh, does does this part this you know this scene does this part of the scene does the scene you you might have to cut an entire scene if it doesn't serve the story if it 's this extraneous moment that it doesn 't do anything, and two, even if it 's an extraneous moment like what 's for an example is um, say a pause in the story, just getting catching a breath, having a moment where everything seems fine and perfect that 's serving a purpose it's it 's balancing out uh, other moments. Uh For example, I had one scene uh that my agent said just cut it was an entire chapter, and I think i've mentioned it somewhere else, but it was an entire chapter It was set in a uh, it's a place where you go and you sell your things for you know for money uh like you have a piano and you sell it to get money pawn shop so it was a pawn shop it was a creepy pawn shop owner it was and and when my agent said cut it uh, my first thought was of course yes because it didn't serve any purpose and in fact it was obscuring i've already got so much stuff going on in my in my book yeah of course i could feel it i could feel it just being honest about about story and two i saved it (laughs) i'm gonna use it again i didn't i didn't give it up uh there's something else part of my process is i will write through things i might go off and you know write you know try to start another work in progress and then return and i save all of that i recycle it i reuse it Uh, getting back to the editing that I did today. So I sent off uh, uh, the first chapter of a fantasy novel. I've been talking about it on Twitter. It's a human sacrifice is on the run from a matriarchal uh, pope. So it's a female pope. And it's a high fantasy As dragons, and it's tonally different. It's more mature, it's tonally different from my book that got published. And I think I described somewhere else too. It was just this inspiration, and I wanted to try something. I wanted something fresh. Uh, I wanted to be excited again. Oh, Moss, you know, were you not excited? Uh, constraint. There's a lot of constraints writing middle grade. Say um, you're communicating. Your vocabulary has to be a certain way. Uh, there's ways to get around this. Uh, the series of unfortunate incidents book uh, books. The series. It's great for that because it gives it gives literary devices. It it gives uh, moments in literature, history, references. But it's all done with these supports. So it's not sort of, you know, leitmotif. It's not just dropping in the word and, oh, you know, kids are smart. They'll figure out what leitmotif is. No, no, you've got to have context. You've got to explain, uh, define so unless you can do that cut it it gets in the way it's a stumbling you know the reader's gonna stub their toe and possibly put down the story because of it unless you've got something like Lord of the Rings where you just you know you want to do this thing so you hurtle the words yeah I can remember doing that but for what I was doing a lot of constraint and, uh, also too, I had researched the genre, I knew the genre, but I had gone back, I had researched and read, and I had thought about, okay, this is how I'm going to do it, and, uh, so, just now, once again, returning to the, uh, so, the, the writing that I, fixed up and sent off to get critique um, some, sometimes I'll get the email back and I won't read it because I'm, I'm in a headspace uh, I don't uh, I will take it personally I'm too close to it and uh, for myself there has to be this distance where I did not write that and somebody else wrote that, uh, you might take a day or two to sort of get that, that buffer. And then I can go in and be professional. And, uh, you want those relationships. I want those relationships where somebody else is going to read my work and is going to be straight up with me. You know, they're not, This it's not going to be this praise festival, you know, oh, I, you know, I love it so much. Don't tell me that. Tell me what's wrong with it. Because uh I'm serious about this. You know, I, I I uh I want to connect, I want to communicate and if it's not and two, it's not. It's not a first draft, a second draft, it's not. Um does it does it take twenty drafts, like with my agent, is that what it's it's gonna take? Hopefully too, as I improve, that uh, there will be less less needs, less need for drafts, to that degree. That so to say, that I will be uh, thinking ahead, and I will pl- be planning and cutting, and uh, that I can see. It feels that way. I feel like I'm getting better at seeing these moments that serve no purpose or something is obscuring a word say suddenly just it's like oh that just cut it it's not helping to make it clean and uh so so the reader can just slide through the so that i i I sent out that fantasy chapter and we'll see we'll see what happens the second ah, the, uh, the second manuscript it's the first chapter again and that i'm sending out is it's the second chapter so it's another yeah so it's another first chapter i'm sending out and it's uh, science fiction set in vancouver in the future. This is where. I'm tackling a lot of. Concerns. And to uh, say about the future. And being very. Uh, Star Trek about it. You know that we have the. Ability to. You know. We can. We can put a human being on the moon. We can send Probes. You know outside of the solar system, so we can do this we can do this, and at least that's my my optimism <laughs> my optimism my programming is quite quite different my conditioning is 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 uh pretty negative oh come on it's negative yeah it's negative uh but I am cultivating this uh, optimism uh thank you, Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> and uh it was interesting because I, as soon as i s- stepped into it it uh there was this medi- immediate feeling of um wanting i found myself playing with the the tents and starting off this is going to be an odd reference, but it's it's structural. So, it uh, at the beginning of Mary Poppins, the novel, or I mean the the book. It's like this thin thin kids book, ah, middle grade again. So this it's this middle grade book, kids book, and but it starts off in second person, and the narrator is. Uh, posing this to the reader and saying it's along the lines of you know if you find yourself on cherry tree lane i think that's how it starts and it's i think it's three or three or four paragraphs in second person so you 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 and then there's this transition i think it's the fourth the fourth uh, paragraph there's a transition to third person so we go to second person to third person and I found myself doing this, and I had, I had wanted to use it somewhere else. I don't know if I'll keep it, but this seems to be part of the process, is to, to play and to reinvent, explore. And so it starts off with second person, so I'm addressing the reader and moving them into this uh, story and i'm <laughs> I'm not thinking uh and two, it depends on the reader, so this is something being sent out and i'm I'm hoping to get some feedback and just have them uh they'll probably say, "Oh, third person, let's stick in third person, and uh not uh the other part of this is that it's in uh, present tense. I'm pretty sure. Uh, even when we get into third person, it's it's present tense. So the whole thing is present tense. Again, I don't know if that's going to stick. It's it's leading somewhere, and it's there's a a part of me that is responding to it. That uh, I'm getting something out of it. I have thought about it for a long time but I couldn't find a place exactly to put it. So it it seems to be working out. And so I've sent that out. What am I thinking of now? I'm having a moment of thinking about new writers. And I think just just this morning, so this would be early in the morning, and a writer had posted on Twitter saying that there's this sort of encouragement to follow your dreams, and it's a very sort of common sentiment, it seems, in the writer community on Twitter. There's these quotes that... Multi-purpose quotes, too. Because, you know, your dream, it could be anything. Uh... You know, your dream might be to become... Uh... General, or something. You have these aspirations. It might, you know, sort of say... The intention. And then say a person takes takes it and, you know, does what they're going to do. Uh... But I, I I was thinking of the, the lack, this, the feeling of, oh, I don't have this. I want it. If I get it, I'm going to feel better. And it's going to fix everything if I do this thing. I suspect that that's a very common... Uh, That it's that it's part. It's the it's the circuitry of our of our culture. Uh, I'll speak say just to North American culture, and that. So say yeah, the argument. I guess my argument is that to enjoy. Uh, like say there's the the cliche of it's not the destination it's the journey and then you're sitting there going don't tell me that (laughs) then why am i doing this you know why why what is it about this uh yeah why am i doing this whatever it is say you know these talent contests uh these televised talent contests where people are being judged. You know, oh, you're better than that other person. And everybody stands up and applauds. But most of the people, you know, who've tried to get into this contest have have failed, right? They're not... Um, they don't get, you know, the audience and the praise and the... The contract to uh, make a product, because um, that's what these things are. These are products. Oh, Moss, you know, stop that. These are works of art. It's like, oh well, yes, and for money. You know that the commerce parts part of it turns it into a product, and and what. there's a lot of stuff going on, and to uh, I, I, there was a Hollywood actor who made a comment about about this process of failure and then uh, just you know getting up and keep keep doing it. My response to this writer uh, talking about. I translated it too and it was, it was about to me it was about desire it was about you know it, it, the object of desire if you get this thing it's going to fix everything that's not going to happen and whatever it is if it's 2.5 kids a house and a car a job you know it's not going to it's not going to fix everything And it's not going to hold it together. Um, So what is it? So my response was hopefully gentle and just sort of saying, uh, I hear you. And yet, you know, I I just wish it was enough to just write, you know, and not be plagued with uh, this aspiration, which makes me think of aspirational advertising to aspire to someone rather than just being perfect you know being yourself being the perfect you you know and you like to write and you know you send stuff out you share stuff with other writers and readers instead of turning it into this sorry talent contest if this other readers sorry if this other writer listens to this i it's coming from a good place it's coming from a, a place of con- concern and i think I think one way to tackle it is to is to address uh, address the problem and to and and to say, you know in this writing, I am um, tackling you know this and i you know, my my enjoyment is key. I, I'll, I'll read some people actually, who, some writers who are saying, you know, if you don't like it, that's your business. Uh, there's an angle though where it's, it's less about a product, like it's less about the reader and it's more about the writer, which is kind of turning into the Ocher thing where all of the people are being shoved aside that helped create the product. This is the this is a term from film where the director is the the genius right He's the and everybody else who worked on it and everything is uh, <laughs> they helped they didn't actually make it they just helped and yeah so I I I guess too I hope for that yeah I'm not guessing I'm hoping that for that for myself that say uh, there's an intention there of of working on on that, and you know why do I feel so uh, why is there this crippling uh, lack of um, what is it called crippling lack of mm, not belief but uh just sort of like say that things things are okay, you know, and you know go into this, make something beautiful, and uh, ha- you know enjoy it and take pleasure in it, you know. Then and then share it, start the process of refining it. <laughs> and too, this is quite <laughs> this is quite different from uh, when I started writing, and. I wrote things that were, uh, disturbing, and, you know, there were moments where it was great, but then there were moments where it was, uh, dredging up monsters, and it was, uh, grotesque. I, but I, th- I think that's part of the process, is to say if, if looking at it through the Jungian lens, uh, Carl Jung, psychology that it, it would be about engaging with and addressing the shadow archetype and, you know, these various threshold guardians and this part of ourselves that is messed up, yeah. Ah, uh, let's see, what else? About about the constructive criticism feedback. Okay, so the way to do it. This is from the mountain on high. Uh, this is I've picked this up in a whole bunch of creative writing classes, and it sometimes gets slagged as this sandwich that contains something that is unpleasant. Uh, I would disagree with that because, as I said before, the intention is to improve on performance, and I want to make a better product. I want to serve the reader. I want to, uh, you know, it's you know, say they come in for a. Uh, I, I don't want to say that I want to give them, you know, this five-star French cuisine when they just want to. A Big Mac. And uh, by that I mean hamburger. That's not a product placement. I don't get any money for that. (laughs) A royal with cheese. There we go. Um, How can I sort of defuse that bomb there? But anyways, uh, a veggie burger. There we go uh <laughs> made out of sustainable stuff and i'm totally off track now uh, right so this is the way to do it uh, giving uh constructive criticism this is constructive the constructive part is where you say that you like things that they're doing so you, instead of coming in you know with uh you know like uh you know with your waving your sword and lopping off heads it's it's this this is stuff I like, and this is stuff. The term I came up with was opportunities so three three things I like and then three opportunities uh an even um, a more refined use of the constructive is to say you know these these are elements if you just want to sweep everything aside which has happened to me and I, you know and then just attack right loving attack that you know here's three things that i'm having difficulty with and you know here's i'm going to be constructive and sort of elaborate maybe you could do this maybe you could do that pros and cons some people don't like purely constructive where uh, they 're given <clears throat> let 's see rather than say that they come up with the solution, the person you 're criticizing, constructive criticizing, giving feedback uh, in a way you kind of take it away from them, you know unless say they ask for it, you know can you give me some examples or i don 't know what to do in this situation That said. That said, I have... The the way I was shown was three examples of things I like. So three likes, and then three... Three things I like. Three opportunities. And so in the opportunities it's couched with here's areas where I was having difficulty with. And... uh, it's interesting. Some people will respond to... They'll respond as though they need to explain. Which... It, in a way, it's kind of like a dialogue. Like say, I'm just saying, you know, this is a place I've had problems with. And then somebody's uh, Instead of going through and clarifying in the work they tell me what what they meant. And so I sort of feel like saying okay, go and put that in the story. Right, you know, if because I'm not getting it. After my 25 years of this <laughs> you know, I I'm not picking that up. And the fact that you have to explain it to me, you know, that that means that it, it requires work. However, uh, clarification that say it could be clarified, you know, even on the back cover or even the front cover of the book, you know, that something is going on. Uh, jumping back to that writer a couple months ago, who was uh, where they they had uh, something that I thought it was middle grade, and it turns out that it was. Uh, mature it was it was for adults and not for for children, even with the debate that there in in the marketplace, you know people would say you know <laughs> uh, and two get it oh, that gets back to product, but just summing summing things up quickly um What does the rewriting process do? To get into a habit of having a critique partner, or to have a writing group where you're doing constructive criticism, or to have uh, beta readers, Uh, what what it does is it gives you an opportunity to step outside your work Uh, as you're critiquing other people's work. You can take that skill and apply it to your own work, and vice versa. Being read, you you build up this uh, thick skin. Being read, being critiqued, you build up a thick skin. This applies to uh, as well to reviews. Personally, I don't read reviews. Uh, I got some. I got some good advice, and I'll stick with it. Why? Because you know the 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 positive reviews are you know wonderful praise, uh, but then you get hit with these you know these re- you know negative reviews. Um, there's going to be people that hate your work. In my case, it's not worth it. I want to. The other thing too is that that's a whole other thing. Those are people's opinions. Whereas when you're doing constructive criticism feedback, when you're getting responses from other writers in the field who have you know some some level of sympathy and empathy, uh, that means more because it's assisting and it's helping and uh, just to jump back, you know i see I see younger uh, younger writers they're involved in its synergy they're totally pumping each other up, uh, getting each other to the next level. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not going to step in and say, you know, get real. It, it kind of, it breaks my heart. Or not really, but I, I, I find it a bit disturbing when older writers are going to do that. I hope to catch myself and stop myself from being quote-unquote real. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, encouraging others uh, what is it my my three the, th- the three bits of advice for uh, Twitter uh, engage encourage and then there's another e involved you know and yeah you know we're all grown up and we you know we we don't need to you know put have our stuff put on the fridge our artwork you know and we don't We don't need praise. But there is a part of us, you know, that, um, requires, you know, requires a hand up. You know, and, uh, it's a hand up, it's a hand down. And I appreciate it. You know, some people, some people hit with, hit me with it. And it's perfect timing. And I appreciate that. So, uh out there. Uh, Be constructive, uh, criticize, give feedback, Um, you know, try to, try to cushion it, of course, and keep up the great work.